Welcome to another episode of Why So Serious. The more I say it, the more Dracula-ish I say. <laughs> and uh, I am Jeff. And I'm Andrew. And uh, yeah, we are here for another episode. Last week, we kind of stopped on the topic of God. Today, maybe we'll talk about a little bit about God and uh, a lot more about just our experiences with church, right? Is that what is that the plan? Yeah. Today, I wanted to apologize to the podcast audience for how many times I used filler words, and I didn't really get my points across clearly. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try to do a better job today because it felt painful to listen to myself a little bit. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to do a better job of being. Thinking about someone's listening yeah. to this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like if somebody listened to last week's podcast, I'd be like, okay, whatever. But now that you brought attention to it, that's true. Now people are going to be hyper aware about it. Yeah. Oh, I also wanted to say uh, yeah. we talked after the fact, mm-hmm. uh, and we did bring up the point of why it's important. Well, at least I, I thought I think it's important to be able to go in depth about why we came to those conclusions. Yeah. Um, or else. We're just throwing opinions without backing. I hopefully be able to do a better job today of my explanations and be For a little sure. bit more concise. For sure. So, but before we get into that, Andrew, the people want to know <laughs> how has your week been? <laughs> Man, ah, uh, you know, it was it was pretty good. Yesterday yeah. was freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. The weather was great. It was. It, it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. I was outside with just tanning. It's great. You need a tan? Hell yeah, dude. Okay. This chocolate skin's got to be maintained. That's awesome. Yeah. It's uh you don't do you feel like you get lighter in the winter? No, I I mean, I don't know. I feel like if I go out into the sun for like a long period of time, I get kind of dark, but that dark kind of goes away within like a couple of days. Ah. So, I don't know. I I I don't know. Yeah, I I I like change shades. Yeah. Like pretty bad like throughout different seasons and oh yeah plus i also feel like superman where it's like i feel like this i've been away from the sun for so long yeah and my energy just needs to be replenished mm. you need to get those rays yeah vitamin d vitamin d all about that d, oh. bro. <laughs> <laughs> got d all over your skin dude <laughs> love it love it and uh yeah other than that how's everything going pretty man? good man yeah? pretty good right. yeah i can't complain it's it's funny it's uh don't do that much shit. It's yeah. It's like the whole work from home thing. Yeah, like every, all the days kind of blend into yeah. each other. Right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It, I can't believe it's already May. That yeah. shit kind of blows my mind. Yeah, is yeah. What's the date today? Today we're 28th. recording on the twenty eighth. Yeah. yeah, so it's almost about to become May. Yeah, uh-huh. but I did. I'll say this uh, in terms of my week. So much shit happened in the world. I think as well mm-hmm. that. Like in today too, I have another topic that I want to talk to you about. I didn't, t- I didn't send you that message because that's yeah. like a whole other fucking thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, my my mind's been like all over the place in terms of the state of the the world and yeah, yeah what's going on. So, yeah. how about you, man? How's how's your week? Oh man, my week has been. Uh, I've been sleepy this whole week. Mm. Uh, this past week, I went to Chicago. Everything's open in Chicago. It's like you yeah. go there and, uh, you know, there's like this whole thing that, you know, these big cities are uh, adhering to COVID regulations and yeah. they're closed or they're limiting people. But uh, the city was packed, you know. But So here's the thing. I go to the city uh, to, of course, go to the restaurants and stuff like that. But 
I only stay overnight in the city mm-hmm. if there's something going on at night, like right. like a show or there's some kind of yeah, club. Yeah, because you got too much booze in you. You don't have to yeah, drive yeah. home. So, so, <laughs> so, exactly. So I stayed over yeah. on Saturday, and uh, I was with like, some friends who were celebrating a birthday. And then I, we were like, there's nothing to do in the city past 10 o'clock. Nope. And it was kind of it was lame. I, it was cool because I was with friends. Yeah. But if I was staying overnight, like you know, in the city on a Saturday, I'm just like, what the heck? There's yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like, what's do. the point? The only thing you open can't go is, out. Yeah, you can't go out. The only thing everything closes by ten. The only thing open is Walgreens. So we took a walk to Walgreens, <laughs> try to find a yeah. game or something. And yeah. And it's just like, what are we like high schoolers? Or yeah. Trying to like find games and stuff. But, anyways, it was fun uh, to get that little break, and then nice. went right into the week and. Yeah, this week has been just been dragging for me, and that's why I look forward to recording the Vi Soul Series podcast. Yeah, gotta, we with can get you, a, Andrew. We can get a lot of shit off our chest today. Yeah, we got to get a lot of shit off our chest. First thing, COVID is back in season <laughs> in our home fucking land. Yeah, and uh, India is just like so late to the trend. You know, India is always late, so like any last year's IST. fashion. Yeah, so last year's fashion in America is this year's current trend in India. <laughs> so that's what's happening with COVID, apparently. They're so late to the trend. Now they have an issue after the whole world's gotten yeah. over it. Now they have an yeah, issue. Not even with variants. Yeah. Just with the regular shit. Just with the regular old COVID, yeah. you know? So, <laughs> it's like, come on. Come on. Come on. Like, this is old news. Why are you... Yeah. Why- <laughs> Why are you all of a sudden freaking out about something that's been happening for it's, the past it's year? It's been a year. It's been a yeah. year. Real talk. I mean, I'm just saying that in joke. But oh yeah, it's you know, terrible. Like it's it, terrible it really what's bad. happening. But yeah. uh, sorry, yeah, for vice so serious. Yeah, vice so serious. <laughs> that's just our getaway, <laughs> get out of jail free card. Vice so serious, get out of jail. I mean, that's the only reason why we're doing this, though. Yeah, because yeah. if we didn't have that, then. Um, so yeah, like, uh, what's your thoughts about that? I, I, so, so let me tell you my thoughts before. Okay. <laughs> before wait, wait, let me preface. <laughs> okay. I sent you an article today. You did. You did. About it. Yeah. Uh, in which I thought the author was very pointed. Mm-hmm. So like very persuasive and very pointed. So, so, so what, so Andrew is saying that he sent me a post by the Atlantic. Yes. And it was written by an Indian guy, right? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, so this Indian guy is talking about, uh, the title of the article is how rich yeah, I gotta. What is it? Yeah, it's, oh, it's so the the title like in, in itself was like, mm-hmm. damn, like yeah. okay, that's that's when how India is what happens when rich people do nothing. Yeah, so 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 I got a little thing. Okay, so just the preface of the article is um, what's happening in India. Um, they're talking about how all of this stuff's happening where there's a huge rise in COVID and it's mainly in New Delhi, right? So New Delhi is the hub. The center. The center. So that's the capital of India and a lot of this stuff's happening in India. Now, I, the, for the past week, uh, I've been looking up a lot of videos and a lot of interviews and things like that and uh, the article basically blames partially the government but they also mm-hmm. blame a little bit of these parties and stuff that... Uh, yeah. are ruling India. He, he right throws now. he definitely throws shots at specifics yeah. and then closes with a but it's all of our fault. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> so so here here's my thing, okay? Uh have you been to New Delhi? No. No. no I, I I'm I am I should I have no right to talk on anything Indian like because I am an American, I can yeah. talk on American shit, but So I've been to New Delhi. Okay. And uh I've been to just so I I spend like to, like a week in New Delhi, 
uh, two weeks in Kerala and you know so in that week that I was in Delhi we went to see the Taj Mahal and just explore Delhi and uh, New Delhi does not have their stuff together okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry if I'm offending people but they don't <laughs> paintbrush <laughs> they don't have their stuff together they don't okay so and here's how, here. how did you come to that conclusion so we went there because of that culture and because of that, and, and it's it's not like, so, so so let me let me explain. So, with because of that whole culture, they value animals and nature more than they do humans. Okay, so you're talking. So, you're, are you bringing the religious belief into this? Not really the religious, just the, the years, culture the of culture, and just the years of how they of how to of being forced to be that way. Yeah, it's because, just ingrained into the. Exactly. So, so if I, if I if I the first thing that I starkly remember is driving through New Delhi, and I remember children, beggar children, yeah, coming up to your, your van window, and, and they're asking for money and all this stuff. And you know, of course, we give them a couple of rupees and you know all that stuff. But to, like, I was just kind of thinking, it's like if that happened in America, if you were chased by a bunch of homeless children Kids. and asked for money. You would be like, oh my gosh, what is this? Where's the government? Like yeah. it would be like a huge uproar. Yeah. You'd be like, where, where are your parents? Where's yeah, your like, ta- caretakers at least? Yeah. So because and you know who knows what's happening to these kids because a right. foreigner could come that have bad intentions and yeah, you know all this stuff happens, right? So the government over there, just because of their view of humanity and stuff, it's not at the top of that priority. And, right. I, and that, that article kind of puts stuff into perspective because uh, what's happening now is ruler Modi, who is actually a big persecutor of Christians. It, it's, a lot it's, of people. It's, everything yeah. non-Hindu. Yeah, so so everything non-Hindu, he's actually persecuting. So you know that if a... If or a has ru- in the past. If a ruler is persecuting the people that are living in the country that he's supposed to serve, you know something's off there. Your priorities aren't good so on top of that the article kind of said talked about how there was this whole covid thing and when it was going down he held large festivals and right and uh, i didn't know that yeah i didn't know that either but it kind of makes sense you know because because there is no concern (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's it's all about clout at that point (laughs) and and because of clout he put a bunch of people at risk and he set the president press precedence precedence yeah of that whole uh of that whole thing so I'm not surprised. And then even looking at the videos, mm-hmm. there's cremations happening in the open air. Right. So, I mean, I'm not a scientist or anything, but I'm pretty sure that if you're burning corpses in the open air, it's going to travel a lot of toxins and spread to yeah. all the people surrounding that cremation area. You know, so all of this stuff's happening. Yeah. All, and, and it just kind of reflects the idea that, you know, they may not really care about yeah the people and and you know honestly okay this is dark do you think he's using this as like a population cleansing no i don't think he's that smart smart but you don't think some of the people around him i think i think it's more about like hey he took he gathered all the resources he isn't really paying attention to what's happening in the world and uh okay so so but you're telling me you think it's more ignorance than dedicated like this is like the trump theory to me right it's like how do we really think there was no one kind of like helping this all like go along? I just feel yeah, like at yeah. that level, at that level, right? How do you yeah. not have when you have access to everything? 
I think it's like a it's like a perspective thing, right? So like yeah. for me and you, if if we see a homeless child, it, we have a certain reaction to it, right? But if somebody else who doesn't have the same values or the same perspective at us, they may look at a homeless child and be like, "Oh, that's something normal." No, you no, know? I get that. I get that. And I'm what I'm saying is like with how he's handled a lot of this stuff, it's crazy to me. Working in again from working in our respective positions, mm-hmm. we've been around executive leadership. We've been around how things or businesses are formed and just general structure and how information is passed from the bottom to top mm-hmm. and top to bottom. And any the fact that they can have a government in itself means that there is communication. And to me, that and and just the, like the level of stuff that they have available like mm-hmm. and what they can do but are choosing not to is why it's more i see what you're saying and i'm like okay they they just have a different value system but also i think they have they see the values and they say it doesn't align with my goals and my objectives mm-hmm. so i think there is motive not just that's just the way it is yeah no, I, I understand. I understand. But I don't know. I just feel like he lives in Delhi. That's the capital. Yeah. And it's happening around All around him. him. You know, yeah. so there's obviously a disconnect between him and the people. And they actually say that uh, in that article, too, and I, yeah. I think I was reading somewhere else where the only way they can communicate with the government is through Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's horrible, <laughs> right? That, like, there's obviously when your uh, health director is using Twitter as a yeah, primary like he's speech. like, help me. But then again, you know? I mean, our president literally was just doing that. Yeah, s- yeah, six months ago. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess that whole perspective was a lot of the mainstream media wasn't yeah. really covering what he was saying, so he was using that as a, as his platform. You know? I know. I'm just. So, I'm just saying, it's not unheard of. Yeah, it's not. Unheard it's not unheard of. of. But but. We're we're talking about health officials that are that yeah. are trying to talk That's to true. that I don't know, have I'm... a direct communication line with the guy who's running the whole country, you know. Yeah. So if you're in that situation, you have millions of people tweeting at you saying help billions. me, like yeah, <laughs> billions exactly. If you have billions of people like tweeting because they don't have a direct mm-hmm. connection with you, no media can get to you, nothing can get to you. It's like you know, yeah, there's a disconnect there. Um, I I, I don't know. I just I just feel like India. It, like the people of India, everybody enjoys India, mm-hmm. and because America does their manufacturing, uh, yeah. a lot of spices are exported out of India. Right. So the world enjoys India. Oh yeah, but absolutely. The people that are living there can't enjoy it. Yeah, because of all the resource hoarding that's been yeah. happening, and that's been happening since all the racism since. Yeah, I mean the caste and class system. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, they haven't abolished that yet. So yeah. if, if if it wasn't if I was in government, I would be like. I value every human life. Right. Abolish the caste system. Right. That's like day one stuff. Yeah. You know? Man. But because of that disconnect with human life, because they want that hierarchy, because they want suppression and they want to kill Christians and Muslims and all that stuff, like they're not going to, yeah. it's not going to happen. And when something like COVID happens, America did a lot better right. job. You know? And that's saying something because there's a lot yeah. of other countries that did way better than this yeah so so we, we're doing like amazing job compared to india yeah. who is supposed to be the best at medical care and all this uh, stuff no 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 well th- so that's what's funny is my dad had a lot of family in india right and his parents were in the hospitals a lot as well and the couple times i did go to india 
um, I had to make a visit to a hospital. And mm. just having the differentials of where you had to go for a good hospital versus a shitty hospital. Mm. just be, and, and that explained it in the article, too. It was like state-run hospitals are complete shit because they're not funded. Mm. And they're not where the rich people are. And you have to go to specific places to to go and actually get good health care. And I was like, people in India are calling that shit. I'd never seen an article about that. I knew my dad, like, I had experienced my family members talking about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, to see it, and it's like, wow, this is a legitimate, like, okay, like, you have people even writing articles about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like I, my parents have a different experience because they, they were born in South India. Mm-hmm. And they, so a- anytime we would go visit, they would save some of their medical procedures that they had to do to go there, get it done there. And there? they say, like, yeah, they've had the best experience in India compared to like, I meant US more so, or, like, you can, there are great hospitals. I'm saying, like, yeah. what is funded? It's like uh, public schools mm-hmm. here, like CPS versus uh, like the private schools yeah, out in yeah. or whatever. And, how cer- certain ones and the the state funded ones are the shit ones, yeah. but those are the ones that the majority of the people need to have access to. Yeah, yeah. And how it's not efficient, and so yeah. I was like, ah, yeah. it's, <laughs> this, it's this, this this COVID thing is definitely not making it efficient. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was crazy, and I loved his the the last thing I'll say about it is the perspective of how it brought everyone to their knees, though. Mm-hmm. I really do feel like COVID brought everyone onto a level playing level playing field to a certain extent. Yeah, um, I think it brought everyone as close to death as you could bring everyone yeah. to the idea of death, and it made everyone recognize like, okay, even no matter how rich or poor you are, mm-hmm. like you can just die. Yeah. So I don't know. My my yeah. prayers are I, I'm praying for India every day. Yeah. Because it, it is it is a nation with a lot of flaws, but you know yeah. it, it's like a tough thing that they're going through. So I pray absolutely, for them, but at the same time, I recognize that hey, there there are a lot of things that could improve in that. Oh my god, area, you know, yeah, just like everywhere, everybody everybody can improve. So I'm not gonna single out just India for that, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll thing. just blame white people. Yeah, this is the British. We'll yeah, just blame the British. You know, so I was I was taking a history class. And uh, so sorry, we were talking, so serious. Yeah, but, so I was, I was actually looking at uh, you know so before the Briti- British mm-hmm. came in, India was actually wasn't a country. Oh, it was actually split up into like different multiple, beca- uh, and then the reason why there was like over a thousand languages is because like each mm-hmm. area had their own language. Yeah, and then what ended up happening was uh, people just fought each other all the time because they didn't understand what. They, they were, were saying each other was saying. So then the British came in and then they basically enslaved everyone. Common enemy. And they taught everyone English. And then when everybody started talking with each mm-hmm. other, they're like, hey, we want to be our own nation. That's where Mahatma Gandhi and everything. So the unifying language of India, everybody thinks it's actually like Hindi, but it's actually English. Because before they could speak that common language, everybody was kind of all over the place and couldn't gather and create their own country so i don't know if that's true or not that's i feel like i, I feel I like passed an exam that said that did you did you get whitewashed history no i don't think so i went to a christian university so it might so be you did get whitewashed yeah, history it might be whitewashed, yeah. you just you answered my question as soon yeah, as you said that yeah. sorry so I, I went to a christian uni- <laughs> but, but i also went to like I'm public messing. high school I know, I know. and they kind of touched upon these subjects a yeah. little bit but I don't know. I, I and that's so that's what's interesting to me is I always have to kind of like check my 
I when I think about it now, I'm always just like, but is it really what happened, or did we just get one point of view? And yeah, but that, uh, but I think that is what happened before British. Came. I don't know if English was a unifying language, mm-hmm. but before the Br- British, because that sounds in, like a really good story for the british to yeah, be telling people yeah. it's like it right, sounds really convenient right then i'm just <laughs> sounds really convenient that's a proper story <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny i watch a a few uh british um gamers yeah streamers like mm-hmm. their content's really good man like yeah. i gotta say like the british language and how they pronunciate and their accent yeah, yeah. it's really easy to listen to like, it is yeah it's like different and it's like smooth right smooth like, yeah, yeah i i think I think that's why they hate Americans is because we took their language mm-hmm. and we're rednecks to them. Do you do you listen to streamers that talk in like the Cockney accent, like oh, all right, or, uh, like or, Australian? No, no, no. Co- oh, I co- yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, because yeah. this was in a game card one time, and yeah. I was like, "What the fuck is Cockney?" Cockney. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> like Pornhub, like Cockney. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're playing. Uh, what should we call it? Uh, what? What's that game what with game? fucking uh, with Warzone? all the cards? No, 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 no. Uh, cards Against Humanity. Oh, Cards Against Humanity. Dude, <laughs> man, big black dick. That was like the, that was, have you ever played that no. game? Oh, my God. No, okay. I haven't played that. Oh, my God. Is that, is it kind of like, it's probably like, what do you mean, right? Like, or, actually, you know what? I have played Cards Against Humanity. It's like apples to apples, but for adults. Yeah, it's like you choose the funniest sentence. And Correct. The, and yeah. they choose it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. And one of the cards, it's big black dick. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, that, let's talk yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> Transition of the century. Transition of the century. Thank you, Andrew. So, yeah, last week we, we started, we talked a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was trying to convey is yeah. that all the situations in my life mm-hmm. have really influenced uh, where I am today. And at the center of that was God. Mm. Um, because of my foundations and what I've been taught. Yeah. And because of that, it's allowed me to be where I'm at as well. And I think my understanding of God has grown so much and to the point where when I hear perspectives or when people like speak or preach, when I hear uh, other very like pointed messages or like pointed things about what a relationship with God should look like, mm-hmm. I think that's what probably gets me frustrated the most. No, and what do you mean by that? Um, essentially, like I've established who God is to me, but I never would advocate someone else to have my exact belief. The reason being is the only way that I came to my conclusions is through my own personal experience. Okay. So because I only know how I got to my conclusions because of my experience, I have no idea what it would take for you to get to my level of understanding. Hmm. And I can't expect you to have this understanding because it's my understanding. It's my own understanding. And I think that's, that's the message that I wanted to get across is it's like, it's not that I'm, and and this relates to my conversation with church Mm -hmm. because one of the biggest issues that I have with attending church and being around a lot of faith-based activities in 
how we conversate and like what's discussed, mm-hmm. it it reeks to me of know it allness. <laughs> I guess. And it's not a judgment. I'm not trying to judge other people, but that is what it just immediately gets affected on me because of spe- specific techniques that are used in the church that I know that are being used. Um, and yeah, and specific languages and how people are taught to talk to one another. Mm-hmm. And just in the Bible too, it teaches you some of those things. And, and that's fine. And, but for me, it's like, I can't put myself in those situations because I always want to rebel and push someone else's envelope of why what they're saying is horseshit. Mm. Or just to see what happens. I think that's what it is. Like you want to see how they defend themselves. Because it's funny to me because I think I make, and this is a character, or not a character flaw, uh, but this is probably something I could work on is uh, not being so devil's advocate. I just like to really challenge some ideals because I think people put a lot of stock and too much faith into monuments and to ideals rather than like facing realities. And maybe this doesn't make sense and that's okay. And you know, that's that's a really good point because I think uh, with the church, the more. Uh, consistent pastors are the ones that the congregation can reach mm-hmm. directly, right? And they can talk to them and have a dialogue with them, an actual and, conversation. And those pastors are actually challenged every day mm-hmm. with their theology and with their teachings because they're dealing with people. Right. So I think uh, th- there's there's a lot of things happening now. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but you know, with the whole Hillsong Church, with, <laughs> yeah, with Carl Lenz, and, yeah, and uh, there's there's like a lot of uh, prominent people right now that are that are kind of falling off, and and I feel the reason for that is because those are celebrity pastors, and they don't have that connection with the people that they're serving. Do and you think they ever had it? No, they don't, because like, you don't think they ever had it. They they have it. So if you're a celebrity pastor, you have a lot of assistant pastors and a lot of people. Below but you had to get to that point. Like, they yeah. build... That's what I'll say is, mm-hmm. that's what's that's what sucks, is, like, Carl Lentz, mm-hmm. he, he started from little and yeah. grew it. And, and you know what? I That's fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you get up to that level where you're a mega church and then right. you totally disconnect... That's, a, that's what that's I'm saying. That's the issue. That yeah, happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, so they, yeah. they may have built... Because every pastor has to get to the ground level To that first. point. And then as they keep growing, right. then, you know, they, of course, have to talk to people and build volunteers and yeah. build this whole community. So that yeah. part, that's fine. But when you get up to that point where you don't talk to people, you're considered a celebrity pastor. You know, that's that's where a you lot get of, escorted out of the. Yeah. And you have security around you. I, yeah. don't, I don't understand pastors that have, have security. security because like is God not supposed to protect exactly. you? Exactly. So like that is the some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. So like you have security around you and. You know that's 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 celebrity level, and yeah. that's where you can't invest your time <laughs> and your life into the souls that you're trying to save. So yeah. you have security to <laughs> escort you away with after ten minutes. Can you imagine you Paul rolling time. around with four centurions? Oh, that would be. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you can't get to him because everybody's afraid of centurions. When I see Straight a pastor up. with bodyguards, but think I'm about like, like I that's can't that's them, wouldn't you know? that be the exact in our ch- today's model of yeah. what pastors are trying to achieve? 
mm-hmm. or quote unquote. I'm making a lot of generalizations, yeah. and I also wanted. To, I realized that I was. I. I I'm. Tr- I'm going to try to not make too many generalizations, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I don't make too many broad statements. But in my experience, pastors that I've seen have bodyguards yeah. are also preaching about love and not being afraid. And yeah. like I at one point I went to a church and I there's security guards with armed with guns in the church. Yeah. And that blew my mind. Yeah. But I was also and that was it perhaps for the first time in Texas. And I was like, well, it's Texas. So that could just be a culture thing. But it's actually also like a legal thing, which is crazy to me. Yeah. For I mean, gatherings. I, mean, I kind but. of get it because I like the more people I saw like the when I went to these churches. Yeah. I would see pe- officers with guns there because around yeah. the time there's like some church shootings happening. So as a precaution nationwide, they have it. I'm, before all of that, though, before okay, yeah, like yeah. before we had like those major shootings, yeah. uh, it was a time of like where this is just like what has to be done. Yeah. And it's like, wow, okay, yeah. like we we are we are doing this. So it, it is, it is, it gets a little weird because like when I see a pastor with bodyguards, I'm like, yeah. should I approach them? Like, should I say like, Hey, like, that's, I'm yeah. s- struggling with like, can we talk or can we, can I get to no, know man. you? Or, you know, it's, it's like impossible at that point, but no, you can't have dinner. Yeah. <laughs> kidding me. Yeah. So. That line is like, well, five, five feet deep, you know, yeah. that's okay. Uh, so actually you brought up a good point. I want to ask you a question. Ask me. Do you feel that churches should keep expanding? after the pastor stops having those relationships like what relationships? like being able to have individual relationships with your congregation do you think that is important for the lead pastor of the church to have should you know your pastor and should you be able to have like be in communion with your pastor yeah okay i i think you do because um so, so for me, I was part of a church, like this bigger church, right? So um, I would go there, and uh, I was in a position where I was uh, just exiting another church because they had split and things like that happened, mm-hmm. and I was kind of lost, and uh, I went to this other church, and, you know, I was listening, and uh, I spent like a couple years there, and then... I brought my wife into the church, and uh, I considered him like a spiritual leader. But then she came in, and she was like, "What does he mean by that? Like, what is you know?" He's, <laughs> yeah. She started like poking, poking ho- yeah. little buttons, you know. And I was like, "What, what do you do? Does he mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know." So, so I, I was, I was kind of like, "What does he mean by that? Like, what? Like, you know?" And it, I would have uh given my life to that church if i was able to ask him directly those questions right but because there's so much red tape and there's so much um Dang. you know things that i gotta go through just to have did you try i kind of did like i went through some channels like i went through some other like leadership mm-hmm. but you know like when you're with leadership and you know that you can't go against your boss right <laughs> so so it's, so it's it's, it's kind of like, in church you know like i get what you're saying yeah, but I, like, that's what i'm and I'm, like it, i guess i'm calling to why uh, that that brings up a good point because yeah. that feeling that you have right mm-hmm. there where do you think that came from it came from god because i got like i i yeah. was starting to question theology no 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 you're feeling that you can't like question leaders like uh you can't question your boss 
in that setting, I guess. Because, like, if I was working somewhere and, like, I, I guess I'm I'm a little bit biased because I feel like I have a heart for people that do full-time ministry. I don't okay. want to go right to them and start attacking them. I want to yeah. sensitively approach them because I know that they're doing the work of God, so, and it's not an easy task yeah. to do. But, I mean, you weren't going to go up to them and be like, hey, what the fuck did you mean about that? Yeah, you probably yeah. would have been like, hey, pastor, like, I, I've been coming here for a while, Yeah. but, you know, you said a few things, and I'd just like a few clarifications. Yeah, yeah. So that would probably be been your approach, right? Yeah. And just to have that simple conversation, it's like, if, if it, it's almost like I feel insecure going up to him because to do that because I don't have that connection with him. Okay. You know? And okay. then on top of that, if I did want to do that, it's like I can't catch yeah. him. I can't really like yeah uh, have that conversation because he's always on the move or between right. services they're gone and you know all of that stuff. So I, I love those churches. I love the people at that church, but just those little questions that were bothering me and I couldn't get the answers and at a certain point at a big church when you mm-hmm. when you do that you just feel like you're a volunteer you're you're not a member you're just a volunteer you know they they just reach out to you because you can't get that personal connection it's just like you probably experienced that too. It's like you're not. You're not. Oh yeah. You're not another. Especially if you have a, a skill that they desire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it gets to a point. Yeah, you, you need you need to add that fact to yeah. it. <laughs> so, it, like, it gets to a point where you are just a volunteer, and people only reach out to you because they work and they need to keep this big machine going. That they reach out to people when they need work. And I could be complaining because I know my spiritual life is in my hands. Right. But no, no that's re- not okay. That's a different. That's why, a different conversation. Yeah. So let me let me let me play devil's advocate then. Go. Um, if I was the church and I had listened to this podcast, if you uh, what? if I knew who you were and I listened and I was at the church and I was like and somehow I, I listened to it, I'd be like, oh, you know what? You sh- I really wish you would have, you know, really pursued that because there's no way for me to know that you were feeling those things so without you actually trying. Mm-hmm. Um, to come talk to me. Um, that's a cop out because like, you, <laughs> like, but that's you know. do you, but okay. So legitimately, so, so, legitimately, yeah. that's been said before. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm saying this. It's yeah, like so, that would so be a response. Me, in my situation, I would say I I did ask those questions, but okay, but it just it was like an echo chamber kind of thing. You know, okay, it's, it's it's like I did try yeah. to ask those questions to people, and you know the response is, hey, we can't really. Uh, decide what pastor should talk about because it's God is talking to him, and I agree to that at a certain mm. point. But I still need that open. Can we get specific? I don't know. Are we are we being high level? What do you mean high level? I guess like what what specifically do, were some of those questions that you had? I think like some of those questions was because I went through a getting, phase where getting, getting dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> out there, you know. So I was getting through a phase where you know I. I I knew God. I knew uh, how great he was. I, I knew that he was amazing for my life. That's what this church reinforced mm-hmm. in my life. And I and I took that in and it, it built me up, yeah. you know, because, wow, I didn't know this perspective of God. Right. But the other part was I didn't know the perspective of, hey, I can't think everything is good just because I'm saved. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done on my part. In terms of, I need to better myself because God didn't just die for my sins, so I just keep sinning yeah. and, and keep being like right. you know, the same old guy I was. So for me, mm. the whole idea was the church didn't preach about, hey, if you sin, you have to repent. You have to sit down 
at the feet of God and be like, hey, I did this wrong thing, God. Mm. Please help me, heal me. The direction of the church, it was kind of going like, oh, you could be a drug addict, you could do all that stuff, but just pray and, and you'll be saved. And, you know, like that's, yeah. you know. It, it, grace covers all. Yeah, it's, it's like the grace theology kind of yeah. thing, right? So it's like they don't convict you like a church right and a message should convict you to be better and to be it should teach you something it should challenge you yeah but uh i i went there and for like four years it was just the same old grace theology and and a, a trend that i've been seeing is like a, if a church wants to get big they just they can just preach grace theology the whole time but that if you, or uh um prophet uh, what is it called uh, uh prosperity gospel prosperity gospel yeah, yeah. So you can either teach prosperity gospel or you could teach just grace theology, and then your church is going to grow exponentially, but that doesn't mean that the, the people... Are you actually helping them achieve yeah. better walks with the Lord? Are you creating missionaries to go out there and, and are brave? What's the purpose of the church? <laughs> yeah. Ah, you just leave me to a great, yeah. great question. That yeah. What do you think the purpose of the church should be? It should be to uh, train people up so they can go out and spread the gospel. That's the whole purpose. Of the church, and and and, okay. and 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 the other part too was, a lot of the people that I was talking to, in that church that were that were part of that, um, you know, they're great people. They're they're, they're yeah. It's not God. again. It's we're yeah. not we're not coming down on people. We're coming down on process. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is that those great people that I know will go to heaven, but at the same time, there's a pressure for them to be cool and to be part of the world and appreciate you know i'm yeah. that kind of guy like yeah. I, I, I am a part of this world and oh yeah you know like that's the whole part i swear i i yeah. think i do all this stuff yeah. but, but at the same time like i need leaders that you know challenge me to hey you maybe you shouldn't drink or maybe you shouldn't like do those weird things that right doesn't con- you know it's just but anyways that I, isn't I, glorifying I, to god yeah that isn't glorifying to god so like oh man i i feel like i'm digging myself in a hole here <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Because I don't think you you've touched on so many points that to me, like, and those are important points because I have experienced those feelings as well. Yeah. And I get we don't have the same background. We went to different churches uh, and we also had different upbringings in different types of churches. And yet mm-hmm. we still came to those types of feelings in was it a non-denominational church? Yeah. Okay, uh, mine ha- a lot of my feelings were based out from non-denominational churches, but also were influenced from denominational churches. Yeah, yeah. And the point of what's the church supposed to do, to me, is a quintessential reason why the church is so fucked up right now, because they have no fucking clue what they're actually supposed to do. And it's brought a lot of people to think that the church is something it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, it's not a place for you to find friends. I'm sorry. It's not a place for you to find a place, a, a good place for your kids to grow up. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel like you do need a support system. I agree. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. but it's like get the get but the, the mentality, purpose, mentality yeah. wise, yeah, 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 yeah. and that's important. Mm-hmm. It's important because like we've watered down what the purpose of the church is supposed to be, and then when you relax on what the purpose is, then everything becomes gray of, oh, yeah, that it, that's a part of the purpose, but we're also doing more things here. Mm-hmm. You are? Okay. Like what? Are you, are you helping the, the homeless? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you feeding the poor? Are you feeding the widows? Are you helping the orphans? 
Yeah. That's also what Jesus asked. Oh, um, no, we're 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 providing a weekly word yeah. of encouragement. We have fellowship. We have fellowship. <laughs> We have. Uh, we don't even take communion, but we have the fellowship. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Now I'm getting into like more specific stuff. Yeah. Again, the context of why, uh, to me, the church is so full of hypocrisy, like hypocritical thought process. Yeah. And it's it's it's, and they get that way because it's reinforced by everyone that's going there. And when you're a part of the system, like you said earlier, it's once you're in the system, it works. It works, and you will see things happening. Yeah, you'll see change. You'll see miracles because you're you're moving people. You're moving people, and your words are moving people. And yes, God is going to be a part of some of that because you can bring God is everywhere. And but yeah, sorry, that yeah. was a little bit of a that pur- the purpose. Yeah. Sorry, purpose to me has been lost. Yeah. But but let's maybe uh, I don't I don't want to bash churches too much. Let me, let me, I get to you don't yeah, have to. Yeah. So let me let me balance it out a little bit and tell you experiences of a good church I've been to. Okay. Yes, <laughs> so, there are there are great people. I'm not yeah. to me to me in America. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's such a good such a such uh, that's not true. That's a I that's a broad generalization. In the experience that I've had. And I've had experience with and know a lot of people that go to different churches, and I've read a lot of church theologies and, and mission statements. I don't think that many of these churches are have a have the correct purpose, and it's created a whirlpool of destruction in America because of it. A lot of, of people just losing their faith kind of thing, right? Like, yes. That's what I feel like, yeah. I agree with that because when you go to places like India where the only thing they have is to trust God and they don't have the material stuff and they don't have that pressure, you know, cause they say the, I was talking to my cousin and I was like, Hey, how come not many demon positions happen in America? And then he was like, uh, that's cause, uh, there's another demon attacking America. Yeah. It's, it's the whole materialism because if you go to India, they're, they're all about spirituality and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so the people that are Christians there, I'm not going to say they have a stronger or deeper connection with God. I'm just going to have just a different perspective. They have a different perspective because, they aren't muddled down by the materialistic things that some. are around them, you know. Yeah, some. But if, over here, the demon over here is social media, and it's like the materialistic things and uh, the peer pressure to look a certain way and stuff like that. That's a different demon in itself, you know. So yeah. So when it comes to the word and to the churches here, it's very easy to lose your faith in America because there's so much thought and and so much. Uh, alternatives to your faith, so it's 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 pretty easy. It's it, because being a Christian, I think it's cool because not everyone can do it. <laughs> you know, it, it's a, it's a life that asks asks you to sacrifice certain things. Right. And people say that, oh well, I'm a good person, but at the end of the day, good is subjective. If you for, to you, good is like, or I'm not gonna say you, but to someone else, good is like, right. hey, I I can have sex with like an eight year old or whatever. Right. And to me, that's I'm being I'm still being a good person because right. you know that like that's what I feel is yeah. good. But what the Bible says is like, no, this is the yeah. definition of good. Right. So it's not subjective. Mm-hmm. It's this is the definition of good. So at the end of the day, when people say, oh, I'm I, I, as long as I'm a good person. Good is subjective, but it, but what the what the Christian says, what Bible says, and what Jesus mm-hmm. says is that 
you know, the word is how you should live your life. And it's not a cool way to do it. You, no. you know, it's not a very forgiving way. Right. But I think it's 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 like that's why I that's why. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish yeah, your yeah. thought. So, yeah, all, all I'm saying is that, you know, like it's very hard to be a Christian nowadays because there's all these outside factors. But if you are a Christian and you do go to a good church, you can just see so mm-hmm. many miracles happening and a lot of good things happening. But it takes a little bit of work to mm-hmm. get there. Yeah. My my perspective is, and it's a strong perspective. It's like uh, my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, believe, oh. <laughs> I don't believe that Christians in America, or at least everyone that I know, and I'm not trying to throw haymakers at anyone, but in my view of what Jesus and Paul were asking people to do to to truly be a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. I don't think any of us achieve it here. I think, um, I was talking with this with my dad. Yeah, I think in the fact that we wake up, and anyone who wakes up and looks at a phone and uses a phone, uh, a smartphone, specific like an iPhone or a Galaxy, like something really heavy in technology. I think you're conscious of the fact that people have been used and manipulated to create that device and that every accessibility that you have in America has been at the expense of somebody's like like at an at an undue price. Mm-hmm. Someone's you've you've manipulated the system. I feel like Americans have all manipulated the system taking advantage of the system um, because we're capitalistic. And I'm not saying to stop that, but in my idea of what God was truly, or what Jesus, sorry, what Jesus was trying to accomplish and what he asked everyone to accomplish was to truly give that idealism up of safety. Mm -hmm. That idea that you have to be comfortable. Comfortable. And... That's why I'm so strong about this, because when I think I brought this up a little bit last week, uh, or maybe I'm not sure if I've talked to you this. When you see people fighting against human trafficking and you see that like there are people daily being raped and used as slaves. Mm -hmm. And I had a hard time when. I was like doing all this research and I was finding out all this stuff when I found out like so many of my products have had slave labor involved or mm-hmm. there's X, Y, and Z that have happened. Like the, jo- the running joke has been that Nike has been using sweatshops for the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow we're, we're still just constantly okay with continuing that cycle. And yeah. so for me, I think, in my definition of what it looks like to be a Christian, I can't achieve that. And because of that, I don't pretend to try anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me, I was just putting dress up on bullshit. And I was putting on a face and I looked like I was Christian. I looked like in my head. And again, I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody. For me personally, I just saw what real, in my head, what real faith looked like. And I knew that that wasn't something that I wanted to do. Or other people around me were like, hey, that when I at first thought about doing some of that stuff, it was with the, yeah, actually I won't say that. I'll keep it personal. That's why it's difficult because I set such a high standard for what it looks like, what Jesus is requiring uh, to truly like follow that mm-hmm. idealistic idealism. And because we all say we need to be like Jesus, we need to be like Jesus. 
We need to be like Jesus. And I'm like, how many of us are actually trying? And 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 that's why I was like, maybe we sh- that to me is like, uh. but my dad also said some interesting things too. It was like Jesus at the time wasn't going around telling saying free the slaves, you know? Like he wasn't going around saying do this for people. Like, you guys shouldn't do this. You guys shouldn't have slaves. You guys shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Like, he gave kind of, like, suggestions, but he never said anything clear as day mm-hmm. to stop people from doing things. And yeah, you know, I, I think it's like, uh, that's where God speaks to individuals. Because, like, at, 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 a, at a certain point, you know, God doesn't make everyone just a cookie-cutter kind of person. Mm-hmm. Right? And... Yeah. And and it comes to the point where, you know, like about, about your point, like that's God speaking to you like, hey, maybe you shouldn't mm-hmm. do that whole slave labor thing and, uh, you know, accordingly purchase your products and do that whole life. And this is how you should live. But for someone else, I think God speaks to them a different way because, yeah, it's it's hard to be an American, purchase anything that's not that's not, it's very tough right like yeah. what do you think about it it's yeah. it's and we we just to me it's a bigger deal like okay and, and, and i understand what you're saying oh because, my bad i, I we, we become like yeah. apathetic about that yeah and and we're not like actively as christians trying to stop that whole right aspect of it but you know it, it is it is tough how much convenience do we skate under the rug that's kind of what yeah yeah it's it's a tough question you know because like yeah, like w- once again, you know, we are called to be set apart and all of that stuff. And I think, you know, us talking at this podcast, like, you know, it's not convenient for the both of us to be encountering these issues and talking about it and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it just has to be done. You know, <laughs> it just like, and that's yeah. why I said, why so serious? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck knows what's going on? Yeah, yeah, China, you know. <laughs> Who knows? Who the fuck knows what's going on? Who knows? Slave labor? Who knows? Okay. Sorry. Let me add one last thing, and then I'm going to shut up for a while. I want to send you a video, but Apple released a new privacy update. Yeah. And you can stop other apps from tracking and creating a digital profile about you. Hmm. Have you ever seen that Netflix documentary um, where they do the social media? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so where like Facebook people are yeah. like, oh yeah, we our main like, goal is to make them look at Facebook for as long as possible. That, yeah, and, yeah, and they create like a full profile of you, and so yeah. there's like a digital version of you being sold. Yeah, I see that. So Apple, one of the largest companies in the entire world, came out with a video about. I, I wrote this down because I have to. I have to read it. Okay. I want you to. You got to see this shit too. It's fucking. See this. It's the new app tracking transparency prompt. It's a feature that gives you a choice. A choice on how apps use and share your data. Data like your age, location, health information, spending habits, and your browsing history, to name a few. This data can help to map your runs, tag your photos, or track your location so a nearby store can offer discounts. But some apps have trackers embedded in them that are taking more data than they need. Sharing it with parties like advertisers and data brokers. Oh, they collect thousands of pieces of information about you. They do? To create a digital profile that they sell to others. What? These third parties use your profile to target you with ads. They do? And they can also use it to predict and influence your behaviors. The fuck? This has Apple been happening releases? without your knowledge or permission. What? Your information is for sale. It is? You have become the product. You just called me a fucking product? 
comments are turned off. What the heck? Maybe you're okay giving an app your email or location so they can share your data with others to personalize ads or build a profile about you. And if you're not, well, that's what the prompt is for. Whatever you choose. Thanks, Apple. Oh, you do. So you're just creating this now? <laughs> I you know what you know what's gonna happen in like ten years? Apple's gonna start selling our information. They have been already. Yeah, so it's, they it's have like, been already. You know, Why are they Okay. But do you largest one of the largest companies in the world just called both you and I products. They just called us humans. Yeah, I think I think in products. That, I think in that uh documentary they were saying that uh, if anything's for free that means you're the product, you know. No, no, no. I, I, I completely. I always knew that was the case. Yeah. But for a the biggest fucking company in to tech outright say that, to yeah. outright call their users products, yeah, and to willingly admit, they literally just casually fucking admitted that there are people selling a digital. We are being digitally prosti- pros- mm-hmm. prostituted. Okay, without our consent or not, they—that's what they specifically said. Without our consent or knowledge, <laughs> is what they said. Yeah, yeah it's casually cool. with some fucking good ass music in the background, yeah. calming you down. I like that passive aggressive commentator. It's like if you want, if that. you, <laughs> bro, I I lost yeah. my shit for a second. Like I I listened to that and I was like, they they're gonna, <laughs> yeah, you. We've been manipulated and influenced. Yeah. Is also what they said. They are just admitting. They've legally admitted to this phone yeah. causing me to be influenced without my knowledge. Yeah, and I can't do shit about it. And no one's gonna do shit about it. Yeah, because that's and that that's is to me. Life, man. That's to me yeah. Christianity in America in a nutshell. What? <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? Is yeah. we just accept things and we just do things because it's so it's it's so hard to try and change it that we just come up with reasons of why it's okay. Yeah. And that to me was like the quintessential it's not just happening in religion. It's happening all over the fucking world. Like in every single like I, people aren't going to respond yeah. to this like that's a big deal. Like when you think about how much you use your phone. Yeah. We're being influenced, dude, and we're all okay with this, like without our knowledge. Yeah. I, I, I as soon as I heard it, I, I thought about everything that I, my life was with all the purchases I made, and I was like, have have I been manipulated to do this? You know, like it was, like I think everybody has this experience where they like talk about something and then they open up their apps and they see an app. Oh, exactly yeah. what they were talking about. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's it, it is crazy. It's very crazy what's happening. But I think on my phone, I. Deny a bunch of permissions and VPNs because because VPNs. I know that's happening, you know. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Sorry, that was a tangent, but it led to my point of how we just skate everything under the rug yeah. because it's easier. It's easier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what led you to leave the South Indian Church? That's uh, uh, so. <laughs> let me. Let me, that's a good question. Let me clarify too. In church experience, I never went like I was never like a full time attendee of an Indian church, the quote-unquote that we went to. Okay. I was a part of a lot of Indian-based um, groups in college, though. Mm-hmm. And that's where... And I did go to a lot of Indian-based events, like PCNAC and stuff like that. Mm. 
I don't know. Do you know what? Are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've so been to One Piece in there. Okay. Yeah. So that was a big deal. I used to play basketball in the tournaments and shit. So. Yeah. Uh, why did I leave? Yeah, I, I, I didn't really leave. I just uh, never understood the point. Mm. I never understood why we were s- trying to segregate in America. And that was, like, my biggest issue with our groups in in college, too. Mm-hmm. I actually That was one of my biggest concerns. And the reasoning was it makes it more comfortable for people to be able to be around people they know. Yeah. And I'm like, aren't we just reinforcing horrible behaviors <laughs> just yeah. for, for me i i grew up in the south indian church yeah and uh i think ever since i was born i was part of a south indian church and uh it was for me i was so comfortable with that and like mm-hmm. i loved it because i was i was i had some talents and some gifts and stuff like that so mm-hmm. using that to lead the church and things like that but and it was great people had good connections had great people that i still talk to and i and i love the south indian community you know okay and and i feel like a part of this podcast is kind of geared towards the south indian community because we're both south indian and you know there's that uh there's that pull there but for me you know that after the church split and you know i was kind of thinking about it and uh about about what you were saying so the whole idea that it's not church. It's mm-hmm. a, like it's a, a Malayali yeah. church. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it, it it's it's like it's it's it is that segregation aspect because like I think when you go to India, it's not called you're not like the Indian church or the, it's just <laughs> you church. Go to the Indian church in India. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's redundant at that point, right? So it's like you're just a church, right, you know, over there. So over there, the communities are a little bit stronger knit, mm-hmm. and there there's a lot more. Uh, familiarity because you've gotten past race and you've gotten mm-hmm. past uh like you know culture you're just directly trying to connect with god you know it's not mm-hmm. about like trying to defy the culture you're in it's more about let's get to know god a little bit more mm-hmm. but then when we came here uh came here one of the biggest questions i had was like you know our, our ch- like our church and like a lot of south indian churches they do a lot of outreach but mm-hmm. who do they refer who, the ch- who go like where, do, where they- do you send them yeah like they have a powerful spiritual experience with you but then it's like oh if you want to continue this your spiritual walk come to god, this church go where go to this other church don't come to <laughs> don't go to ours you know it's like you know it kind of i was kind of thinking about that stuff and then even with uh you know, the, the like my friend group. I love my friend group because they're all South Indian, and you know, I connect with mm-hmm. the, with them. You know, unashamedly, yeah. like it's just like uh, it's yeah. just natural for yeah. me to connect with South Indian people. So, um, even with them, what I started realizing is that as they grew up in this culture, they started leaving too because right. you know, being part of a quote unquote like you know, you can insert Korean church or right. you know whatever right. it only gets you so far in yeah. terms of your walk with God but then it, you know God leads you to some other places and that's why you know I feel like uh, a lot of people that oh man this is the part that saddens me is like there's a lot of people with so much talent and so much uh, gift that God has given them but because they were in such a limited view of a church yeah, they had those gifts squandered because they don't have somewhere to uh display those gifts and to and to reach people with it okay but they've also taken a couple of steps back in their spiritual walk because that experience with that church has kind of 
tarnish their experience with church in general. So it's kind of hard for them to get back into the flow and yeah, reenact, like put into work with the gifts that they have. Right. And, you know, so, so I, I've seen a lot of that happen. I've seen a lot of people that, you know, that they're so talented. They have such great promising uh, gifts that they can display to reach people. Right. But because of that tarnished experience and because of that limiting yeah. view that a uh, quote unquote church has, yeah. like a South Indian or whatever church right. has, they just can't get back into it. And it's yeah. just like, you know, I've had such a terrible experience with that. But also some good experiences, right. but I don't see value in going back there because at the it's end of the day, change, right. it's a social club, not a place where you can reach people. You know, because if that if that church started accepting people outside of the Indian, do you community, feel I would go back? Right, but that's not gonna happen. Okay, so, so you think that you'll see a predominantly South Asian churches in like ten years? No. I think I think uh Do you think that's because all the old people are going to die? Not just that. Like they're they're still going to be like old. I mean, maybe, but Cuz like when you think about it, like our grandparents mm-hmm. age group and like the 20-year span within that. Like the boomer essentially. Yeah. Like their time's coming up in the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. I I think uh if if there's like a group of young people because yeah. I, I know a church in Illinois where it's a group of younger, like people our age and right. a little bit younger that are South Indian and they meet together at a church uh-huh. and uh, they have people from other like denominations and uh, not denominations, but other people from different races come okay. to the church. But all of the South Indian people there are pretty mm-hmm. tight knit and. You know they're they're doing their thing, and yeah. even the pastor is actually South Indian, but he accepts a lot of people. So right. in that situation, if if culture and all that stuff is important, because uh, there's actually like you know people our age, they're actually pretty strong knit and mm. tight together because yeah. you know they do businesses together and they do a lot of uh, things together. Like mm. you know, so f- there will be that. But in terms of church, that's I don't think there's going to be a South Indian church mm. in the future because. Or at That's, least they'll change their name. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, like you know, because I I feel like people got burnt and they're not gonna make those same mistakes again. At least I'd like to hope. Hope that. so. But yeah, I I think it's more just people are gonna die. Just yeah. to just to put it as I mean as dark as that is. Yeah, but but I I think what I'm saying also is like people that are our age they yeah. may gather and do community together but in terms of church yeah i don't i don't think that's i don't think there's enough though you get what i'm saying like yeah. i think in the way that unless everyone moves to texas or like all the south indians like really congregate i mean yeah there's still opportunities for that i feel and I, and i think uh, for us it's like we become friends we're we have we're families right so then we have kids and they, those kids start to like interact with each other and you know stuff my like that so my kid's not gonna interact with your kid yeah my kid's <laughs> super evil actually yeah <laughs> i'm sending him to uh just uh i'm sending him to be a buddhist yeah martial martial <laughs> martial arts fighter for sure for sure he's uh, just gonna kick everybody's that's pretty much and just be zen that's the it whole time. that's it yeah. that's it yeah you need some zen, <laughs> so. dude. I had my zen. Yeah, I felt great. It's yeah, good. Uh, this this topic. It's it's crazy. I, I'm thinking about who could be listening, mm-hmm. and what my words may have indicated yeah. or conveyed, 
and there was a lot of emotions I think attached to yeah to this topic because of how much hours and dedication and time I've put into my in my own experience mm-hmm. into the churches I've been involved with and how I know that there's such good people out there at those places that have all been burned and mm-hmm. it gets scary once you start doing church with those feelings yeah um because no matter where you go it's like that's in the back of your head too in my opinion yeah um yeah i i think i i totally get what you're saying because like for me that that same situation has happened where i've gotten burned and then i go to another place mm-hmm. gotten burned and now i'm at like a different church now and um yeah i i like that i'm on guard but i think i won't be able to really i want i i need a support system that keeps me in check mm-hmm and I think that's what this church does. Because if if I'm just doing and my check, own... Oh, so explain that to me. I guess, how how do you feel the church helps you better yourself? I feel... So just like this podcast, I'm challenging you, you're challenging me. Right. So through that challenge, and th- like uh, I, when I go to a church, it's like a whole other level of challenge mm. because... I'm being challenged with my finances. Like I shouldn't just hoard everything. I should give something to do to the church so they can work. The second part of it is I oh, I forgot about tithe. Yeah. So the second part of it is they're challenging me with the, how I see God. Okay. Because I see how they interact with God, and I see how God works through them, and that encourages me to keep my prayer life up and keep my um, Bible reading up because I know that. It's about my connection with God, right? So it's it's like a relationship. So I feel like church reminds me that it's a relationship with the God you're having, not mm-hmm. just a ritual you're having with right. God. And then uh, other little things like if if someone is is spiritually disturbed or they have questions um, and they come to church, I could be a tool or a hands and feet of God where mm-hmm. I can approach them. And if they're depressed, you know, because if right. you come to church. You're not you, you don't have your stuff together if you're coming to church. Right. <laughs> you, like the aspect of church is yeah. it should be a spiritual hospital for you. So if You think so? I definitely think so. And and I think uh if people do come, they have something going on with them. They they have a need for something. Mm-hmm. They're searching for something. And that's where I feel like you could get a lot of answers um if you go to church. But at the end of the day, it is your experience with God. It is what you yeah. put into it. And then if God leads you to go to a church, you should definitely go. But if everything in your soul and spirit is saying, I don't need to go to church, yeah, I can do church in my home, which yeah. I don't, which I don't know. I feel like uh, church is important because God does, Jesus does say that there's strength in the community when two or more are gathered. Yeah. That's where God is. Um, so I, so I, just get married. But when you get married, you're one. You're one with There's still other. two people. No, no, no. You're one with I, 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 yes and no, because yeah. that's not true. It's, it's, I don't think that's true. Um, but back to the, I will, yeah. back to, you said, uh, something. Are we running out of time? Yeah, we're like hour and oh. 15 now. <laughs> you could talk so much about this shit. We didn't even get to money. Like, yeah. you, you brought that up, and I was like, that is a completely other, I always thought it challenged my finances, and then yeah. I realized it was the, stupidest way to challenge my finances so what what is your perspective on tight then i i think the concept that we have implicated or Im- implemented in church today is completely wrong i think that the structure that we have 
uh, gears towards the support of the people in the work without actual responsibility attached to it. Or specifically, I think that the church has become too much like a business in the operations of, or not, that's not true. They've, they've incorporated the idea of tithe into business um, and to keeping a church alive. And I think that's completely wrong. I don't think the church should survive based off of how much money is being brought in um, because then you're concerned about what's happening with the building and mm-hmm. what's happening with everything about that instead of focusing on the people that are you're investing your time in. Um, I get that because you're, you're talking about it from a perspective that you know people say that tithe is used to keep the business going but you're saying tide should be more of like an outreach and absolutely well and or it's like if you're going to say just be if you're going to say like hey this is supporting the work that we're doing why can't we see that why are church finances hidden you know so that's why i kind of like the church that i go to now okay yeah because um what they do is they at the end of the year show you exactly where the money is going yeah and they show you what the pastor's salaries are mm-hmm. and twice That's a good. year they get audited by like a third party thank god to come Jeez, in finally. and and do that whole thing and i think uh, there's a pastor named jensen franklin yeah yeah so he also said mm-hmm. like hey like i have two like two outside agencies they they're independent of each other and yeah. independent of us and they come in twice a year to uh yeah. to audit the money because we we want to make sure everything's going to where it needs to be right we're not hoarding any of it and then he, he was like uh and the reason why i do that is because i don't want to go to jail yeah and i don't want to go to hell <laughs> 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 yeah, I I've never like there I've been at one church where it was public. Yeah. And then and I thought it was like the best structure ever and then now like last year I found out this dude was had his own other issues. It's like yeah. damn, like no churches everyone's got problems. Sorry. Anyways. Yeah. But yeah, that that to- entire topic I'm I just always got frustrated by how we approach money in the church. Mm-hmm. And the purposes of it and it being in in the music production pieces of it, mm-hmm. understanding the costs that go behind all of the infrastructure of the church and then helping build a church from the ground up and understanding those costs. Yeah. Like of mortgage, of just basic, you know, utilities, mm-hmm. everything. Like all of that. I'm like, we, you, you could clearly identify yeah. and you can clearly say like, these are the expenses. Here's how, and and if a pastor wants to make money, and the people want to give him money, let him let him get money. Like mm-hmm. I don't think a pastor should be going for that. But at the same time, you know, if the church community is like, hey, like we value this, and the more he's able to like have more resources to be able to do his job, mm-hmm. it's going to improve whatever we're getting from him. Yeah, and then it's like, okay. This is being run like a business because you're understanding, like, from a money perspective. Because money in, in a business perspective is to make the, the company grow together. And it's like, okay, but everyone sees what's going on. Like, when you're an employee of a good company, you know what's happening. Yeah. You know what's going on. And you can say, like, hey, I'm comfortable with this projection. I'm mm-hmm. comfortable with the trajectory 
yeah. that we're going. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you're talking from a perspective of like those mega churches that don't really have that governing body or that person. But even smaller you know, churches yeah. don't. I mean, like, think about it. Yeah. it even in uh, some of the South Indian churches that we had, how clear are some of the some of the stuff that's going on in there? Actually, that's not true. A lot of people do know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I, I feel like in, in the South Indian churches, that's the one thing I, I appreciate about yeah, the general cause they, body meeting. Yeah, they, was, they, did, they did tell you. Like, yeah, and then they every, just got into fights about everything. Yeah, and, and but at the same time, I feel like those fights are there because they care. But right. at the same time, their care is, is limited. You know? right. It's limited in scope to what the care is. They, they really care about some stuff, but it may not be the most important thing that they care about. But yeah. Uh, maybe in the future we can just like because we can talk about this for weeks. So maybe we, we can. should we should just like intersperse it over the next. Yeah, few I think yeah we could get more episodes. specific. Like we we should create like bullet points because there's there's so much to unpack in terms yeah. of so many stories that we didn't get into. Oh my gosh, yeah. we haven't told any stories. We We've literally told just stories. told perspective today. Yeah, today has just been here is our observations. Yeah. So and maybe so I yeah that's what I th- I think like maybe we should continue on with like certain subjects but if something comes up we should just like talk about it yeah and, you know just kind of go for it you know man. but uh, that flew yeah that, that flew. flew that really hey flew. man we came in here with no energy and I'm out of here with too much too much energy but yeah man oh so I I guess the last question I have is are uh, no two questions are you going to a church right now no uh, number two what are you looking for in a church nothing. Nothing. So you just don't like church. I not the way it's structured today. I, and I have these conversations. But that's what I'm asking you. Like, what what are you looking? It's for not going to happen. It's not going to happen because again, I'm going back to what I see from a pursuit of faith and of who God is. And to me, I can accomplish that in the community that I have, uh, in the in the relationships that I've established, um, because of how truthful I'm able to be and how real I'm able to be about the situations that I'm in. Mm. And to me, having those genuine conversations of when I'm struggling means more to me than any sermon of someone talking at me can do, in my opinion. So I will always hear perspectives, but I never like the idea of someone speaking to me with without having a conversation. Because mm-hmm. I don't see the point otherwise. Because if I can't talk to you about the points that you're bringing up, who the fuck cares? Because <laughs> right? I'm I'm only going to hear your viewpoints, and I'm going to have questions. I'm going to have all these other things. And normally the typical thing is go find the answers in the Bible. Go read your Bible and personalize this message. Well, why do I have to personalize it by myself? You told it to me, so let me talk to you about it. So this is my church. Yeah. This conversation is my church because you've given me perspective and you've given me a viewpoint of your relationship with God and how you're trying to better it and what steps you're taking. And then I get to see the results in action. And I get to say, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is my pursuit. And you get to see me. And to me, this is what church is because we're in communion with one another and we're truly helping each other. So you're more about like having those one-on-one conversations with people to, to kind of... Yeah, I those thoughts and yeah, I don't I don't see the point of motivational speeches anymore. That's that's what all and and informational speeches. If I want to educate myself, I'm going to research and I need to have more than just one hour of content. Mm. I need to be able to take your message and then say, what am I comparing this to? What is the context of where you found your information from? And most pastors aren't going to get into all of their research on a Sunday morning. So to me, I'm like, yes, I appreciate your cliff notes, but this to me, I this is a research project for me. I'll listen to it, and I'm going to say, what else am I going to compare this with? But I'm not going on a Sunday morning. 
The only one part where I'd say, like, maybe church would be good is the community aspect. The problem I have is the influence piece um, and how my words in the context of the church today, like when I'm at those places, my words can be used for, as an influence to tell someone that their relationship with God is either strong or weak. Um, or they may experience something due to my actions. And I have lately grown uncomfortable with, with those concepts because to me, I feel like I'm, in, I'm invoking things that without truly being in communion with that other person. And I'm at a concert at that point, and I could just get that at a concert, or they can go to a they can go to a football. I mean, not anymore, shit. But yeah, that's another that's another piece that I'll bring hey, up later. Concerts are down, but uh, yeah, church is still up. Yeah, because that's <laughs> seriously, well, yeah. yeah. For me, like, I think yeah, and same know, same question yeah. to both of those for you. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I think uh, yeah, I do go to a church now. I think for me, a lot of what I feel is uh, me acting upon being a Christian and stuff. That's just my perspective. I think for me, it, it's done in the church. So I have, m my wife and I, I feel like we have a lot of things that we can do and contribute, mm -hmm. especially to a growing church mm -hmm. that's uh, barely off the ground. I think So that, like, I, I feel like uh, we have a lot of things to uh, contribute so that mm -hmm. I want to use everything that God has given me in the setting of a church right because i feel like uh, you've been given these things and you want to use it for his glory yeah exactly exactly so i want i it, you you basically took the words out of my mouth so, <laughs> sorry no no that's good that's good i i couldn't come up I, I couldn't come up with those words uh so yeah that's exactly it i want to use it for his glory i could go to a regular concert hall or whatever and do that but it means more to me to do it in the in the walls of a church and then even outside of those mm -hmm. walls when it comes to ministry and uh, things like that, I think that's where my strengths are in serving. Uh, but I think this podcast is just is just a good way for us to just voice those opinions out. Mm -hmm. And uh, if, if you're offended <laughs> by anything that we've said and, uh, you know, you would think that uh, we shouldn't be up here to... Talking all this shit! Talk about all of this. We just have one question for you. Why so serious? See you guys next week for the next episode. Thanks. Yeah.